and welcome to this Xbox Live episode 189, The PAX Report. Yep, we are closing in on 200 episodes, guys. Can you believe that? Oh, I can't. Yeah. I don't believe it. It's a long time. Um, and I, uh, 200 episodes and two listeners. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, my mom's still I, listening. I your mom. <laughs> yeah. So my mom quit about a hundred episodes ago. So. <laughs> She's like, what's all this fancy Xbox stuff you talk about? <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, she wanted to hear about washing machines and stuff. So I told her to go listen to major Nelson. Um, Oh, Nice. Uh, anyways, with me as as oh. always is uh, Brun, also known as BJ Swick thirty three. Don't forget to check out my blog at thisxboxlife dot com. And we got Mister uh, Mister Board Game, Mister Presar. What up? Also known as Rob to his good don't friends. Forget, don't forget to check his blog at thisxboxlife dot com. <laughs> I got my new appliances on there. And uh, I got to see if I can do this. All right. And a special guest this week, Daka Defender! <laughs> there was some guests. <laughs> welcome, don't, welcome. Don't forget to check out his favorite blog, thisxboxlife.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have a special guest this week, and you're going to really like having uh, Dark Eye Defender, also known as Jacob, to his good buddies, which is us, and many other people. But uh, Jacob actually got to go to PAX East uh, very recently. Nice. Well, that was last weekend, right? Yep. Yeah, so he is going to be pretty much taking over the show this week, and we're going to just sit back and listen to all the cool stuff he got to see and do at PAX. He was on site, and uh, of course, Bron didn't get the uh, the money out to him ahead of time to do the live feed, so we're having to do, you know, this, you know, post-report the old school way. So hopefully, hopefully Bron, you'll be on that a little quicker next year. You know, sorry. Get, get that equipment cards. out to him a little sooner. Yeah, I'll send you my PayPal details in a few minutes, right? Yeah, the corporate account <laughs> didn't uh, didn't take. <laughs> so. Are we broke again? <laughs> yes. Although we do have more money than what we did last year. Okay. All right. We have fifty cents this year. All right. Exactly. But before we get into the packs report, let's uh, let's hear what everybody has been playing. Let's start with uh, you, Bron. All right, uh, I've been playing Mass Effect Three. Uh, I have also been playing Battlefield Three. So played Mass Effect Three with the whole new resurgence pack and trying to get new characters and all that fun stuff. Um, and then. I played Battlefield 3 mainly today. Like yesterday, I was playing some Burnout Crash and also playing some Trials HD, which, I, you know, I really like Trials, so I'm looking forward to Trials uh, Evolution. Evolution. But I was completely frustrated on Trials trying to get some of the stuff to work, and I was just almost like, I was almost to the point where I was like, nah, I'm not getting a new one. <laughs> so I was not I was not a happy camper. So, but uh, I think that's I hear a dog. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, no problem. Um, that's right. You might hear a microwave of mine. <laughs> Somebody's in the kitchen. Duh. Um, that is all I've been playing. All right, so. Rob. Okay. Uh, I've had a little bit of time with uh, Mass Effect Three. Still working on the 
on the single player campaign. That's about it. How about you, Mark? Uh, played one or two things this week. Um, I did play some Mass Effect 3. Been playing a lot of the multiplayer. Um, even though I still don't have my commendation pack. And yes, I'm going to complain till they give it to me. They, they <laughs> promised, oh, we'll have them out by April 4th. Well, today is the 15th of April. They still don't have them out. Uh, I never got any victory pack from... So I haven't gotten anything from the last two weekends. They're doing another one this weekend. I'll bet we don't get any of the promised stuff that they said we get this weekend. So I'm getting a little fed up with them. And it's ridiculous. And it's like... I've had people tell me, it doesn't really matter. The game's fun. It's the principle of the matter. You say, if you dedicate some time and play our game this weekend, we're going to give you this free pack, and then you don't give it out. And I don't care what your excuses are. Oh, it was the hackers, or this or that. Or Well, you know what? It's been a couple of weeks. You should be able to figure out how come you can give other packs out, but you can't figure out how to give out a free one. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, Get for this. For this weekend, they needed to have that uh, report game feed information set to option set to on. Because if you didn't, then it wouldn't be able to calculate your stuff. So a lot of people were turning that on and and things like that. Excuse me, what was that? It's uh, you go under extras and then you go to online and then there's like two options there. One of them's like report game feedback or something like that. I forget the exact text of the thing but you got to make sure it's set to on because if it's off then it's not recording anything you got to be kidding me i think that's just for this weekend nothing for the previous weekends when was this ever said where did they even tell you you had to turn any go in and do an option i think i heard it on like game scoop or something like that freaking ea you suck but then well this is bioware that was doing this one it's still published by ea and i'm gonna blame them Anything that has EA's name on it gets messed up. You know what? If this was Bioware publishing it through Activision, it would work. I, I just, uh, I, you know what? It would work. The, the only thing I've ever seen that that out of Activision publishing a title that had this, any kind of problems was the brand new Elite service, which was a web service. Right. Okay. And and that that I can see. It's your first time out the gate. And then you got a franchise that's a ridiculously popular, you know, and trying to integrate all these devices in the game. I get it. I could see that. I, I wasn't a problem with that. Something like this, as simple as, oh, you played, bam, you're going to get your pack. Now you're telling me here on a Sunday night, and it's probably done because it depends on when they expire the, the darn event, that me playing this weekend is not going to count. So I'm going to get no pack again. Now, I've got my packs previously up until the, quote, hacking event. Now, I've not seen anything says, well, you got to turn in the special option and your extras to, so we can track what you're doing. How can they not know? They knew on the previous events I played, I didn't turn any tracking feature on. I'm not exactly sure. My, my, only, my only thing about, my only thing is, because you mentioned like EA and stuff like that, is I'm just going to, my thing is, is I think the blame needs to be put on who it belongs to. Like, you know, Battlefield comes out and the servers don't work. And the, you know EA. the online the online passes don't work. Yeah, that that's EA. Right. Th- this here, you know, the servers are working, but this whole feedback stuff, I do believe, belongs to Bioware. They're the ones that are, re- you know, answering the questions and everything like that. So I'd actually point to these guys on this one. But well, 
Okay, I'll give you that. But I will say, I'm just saying, just questions because you go to Bioware forms, which I have done, and the last thing on the commendation pack from two weeks ago is uh, we'll have them out by April 4th. It is the 15th, and they're still not out. I'm so, still waiting for mine. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's so, yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, I will give you that. It, I'll blame Bioware, but I'm, well, I'm not sticking up. It's, it's, it's a sore thing with me, so I'll move right. on. I'm just saying, I'm not sticking up for EA. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think yeah. the blame needs to go to where it needs to go to. <laughs> so. um, I played Syndicate this week, and I want to say, um, I, I got to, let me see if I can even say the name. I really don't think I can say this person's gamer tag because it has a, to me, I think it's a, one of these that could get banned eventually. Um, but there's somebody who we were playing some syndicate online and we were doing some co-op and we had uh, a couple of us. It was um, uh, beating you um, who used to be known as Connectimal. We were playing online helping him with the uh, expert uh, co-op missions. So we had op- we had to open up some slots for a public game. And this guy jumped in, and I noticed that he didn't have a syndicate. He wasn't part of a syndicate. And if you become part of a syndicate, you get to um, you get achievements, right? There's like one right away for joining, and then you get one later on when you do like a bunch of challenges after you've been in a syndicate. And so I'm like, well, let me just shoot this guy and invite the syndicate. You know, I don't know who it is, but I'm like, he'll get an achievement if he wants to accept it. So, and he did. He accepted it and, and got his achievement. We kept playing, and he was doing really well and helping us out. We had a good time. Then later that night, he shot me a message saying, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. I was like, hey, no, you know, so I, I messaged him back, said, oh, that's no, cool. I just saw you didn't have it, and I knew if you accepted it, you'd get a, an achievement. And I figured he'd probably have left the syndicate, you know. But he, <coughs> excuse me, but he stayed in. So I got a message from him today and he says, Hey, can you promote me to a board member? I'd like to I'd like to invite people to syndicate that are more active in this game. And I'm like, sure, I'll do that. So I hop in today into the game, because I have to get in the game and go to the to the syndicate section and and promote him as to a board member so that he can invite other people. Well, I've always I've been the top dog in the syndicate. I have over a million points. The next person I think is Dirty Bite, who's at like nine hundred thousand, okay, and I'm like one point three million or something, and I, you know, and I'm the CEO because I founded the syndicate, so, but I got like the highest points. This new guy who's been in only a week has gained almost two million points. Wow. He took our syndicate. We were ranked in like the top four hundred. Today we ranked one twentieth. Wow. Just because of him, he moved us up that far up the leaderboard. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to go get more people. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, TXL could end up being one of the top syndicates. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if we'll ever reach the top because, I mean, the top one's ridiculously huge. They got like a bazillion people. But, you know, I'm just like, yes, let's get into the top 100. So I'm calling out all fellow syndicate players who've been playing this. Get back in that game. Let's knock out some co-op. Let's get our scores up. I want to see TXL get in the top 100 on a leaderboard. I think that's pretty cool. I couldn't believe it. We were at 120. I'm just like, wow, we just jumped up a lot. So I, I would just, I was excited, man. I'm like, ooh, and I want to go back. And the game is so much fun. Um, and it seems now I have not seen a game update come out. But the last couple times I've played, we've played in a party, 
and no one's had any issues. So I don't know if the lockup issues were server side, but I have not seen the problems we had initially when the game first came out uh, recently. Um, so I don't know, maybe they fixed it, but um, I will just say the, the last part of this guy's name is Windu. I just, I'm not going to say the first part. It has a uh, improper connotation in some circles. So, but thank you to to Windu for just bringing us up, dude. And I, I'll hopefully I'll see you again online. We'll play some more uh, Syndicate. Um, played some Pinball Arcade. Uh, I have played some Modern Warfare 3. I popped this in the other day, and I was like, man, I haven't played Modern Warfare 3. They got a bunch of new maps. Let me jump in and play it. Wow, how quickly. <laughs> When you don't play Call of Duty for a little bit, <laughs> man, I walked in the first game and got spanked. I was like, ouch, I've been gone too long. A few games later, I was holding my own. Um, some of the new maps are just, wow, they're, they're, I don't know if I really like them. Uh, I haven't seen all of them, but there, there was one uh, called, oh, it was like, not Synagogue, Sanctuary, I think it is. I didn't really care for it. It's just, it's almost like Piazza where it's, it's got a lot of levels. So you're kind of going up and down stairs and it's all these buildings. You're constantly running in and out of buildings. It's, it's, it's just, it's hard to find anybody. It's really just not my favorite style of map. Um, I, let's see, what else did I play? There was a couple others I tried that were pretty cool, but they all look really good and they play nice and man, it's a fast game. Um, but had fun with that. And, um, I also played, I picked up uh, yesterday, I picked up Connect Star Wars for the kids. Um, I've heard bad things from reviewers, but I've heard good things from other parents who say their kids love it. And this, I mean, I had no interest in the game, but I'm like, I know that my kids will love it. And it turned out, um, it's it's actually a great game because my oldest loves the duels uh, I think it's called Duels Fate, Duels of Fate mode, and it's just like lightsaber dueling. Okay, so he gets to kick and force powers and swing his lightsaber, and he loves it. Then my daughter loves the dance part, the dancing game. She absolutely loves it. And then my youngest loves the uh, Rancor Rampage, and um, it, it's it's just they so it was so cool because there's something in this game for all of them that they love. Um, and I'm like, this is pretty cool. And it was fun because I got in. You can play two players, so I can play with them, and we can just kind of have fun. And and uh, it was pretty cool. Um, it's 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 good for kids. It it's horrible at tracking. It is really bad in my opinion. Um, it needs some work, but the kids will love it, and that's that's what counts. Um, I also played some 3D Ultra Mini Golf Two with my wife today. We, um, the original ultra mini golf, 3d ultra mini golf, her and I played a long, long time ago and she really enjoyed it. And, uh, so when the second one came out, I bought it and we never got around to playing it. And then today she comes in, she's like, look, play me a game. I want to play something. And then I was like, ah, she wanted to play like, uh, Monopoly or, uh, S sliders or, you know, one of those. Here's the war. No, yeah. No, she, those kind of games. She, she leaves the room when I pull that out. So <laughs> she's like, that's just gross. <laughs> um, so, but then she said something like golf. And I was like, hey, we got this ultra mini golf. We 
part two, we never played it. So we popped that in today and we played a couple, a uh, couple of golf courses on that. Um, and, and had some fun and some frustration. That's a tough game. <laughs> I don't know if you've, you guys ever played the 3d mini golf games, but, uh, on the XBLA, they're a bit of a challenge. So, uh, Braun, I saw you playing burnout crash yesterday. I actually yes. turned it on and tried it too. Uh, and I took a few spots back from elite e-dog 420. Yeah. I can't believe how many spots he had. Oh, he, he doesn't have any more now on, I think I cleared all his. He may have one more, actually. I think he's got one more. And then you're ahead of me in several that I need to, I'm sure as soon as I go after and tackle those, I'll I'll remove you from the leaderboard there. So uh, I'll make sure I go back out and play. <laughs> hey, have, have you unlocked every intersection? No. You get a, uh, you're going to want, I would work towards that because it, it, you get a um, upgraded paint job, but it also upgrades your uh, other abilities. Oh, okay. Like, I noticed that, like, some one car I had was, like, lower power, better on the, uh, what's it called, the I the overkill or the, the, the bonus power. Mm-hmm. There's two different things. I can't remember what they're called. But, you know, those are always offset where one's higher and the other one's lower, and you know. Right. And it looks like once you get the special unlocked paint job, it boosts everything up. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm now I now I might be able to go through and hit get some higher scores on the on the board. So gotcha. So and that unlocked after you did every intersection. So all right. Um, I also played the Ma today. I downloaded the demo of the Ma. Um, it's a cute game. I I may have to buy that. Um, I didn't because I've got Trials Evolution coming out next week and I got my card sitting here. And I really don't want to buy XBLA title. You know, I'm waiting for that. But this game looked... <laughs> I was kind of having fun with it. It's a cute game. It's one of those that just kind of makes you chuckle. And it's 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 not hard. At least it, not the demo wasn't. I don't know if it gets more complicated. But it looks like it might be a fun game. So I'm going to actually look to see how long of a game it is. I may pull the trigger on that this week. Um, but another one that I was just playing tonight when Brian, you called me for the show and I was busy playing, is I Am Alive. I finally decided to pull the trigger and try the demo. Now, this is a game back, I mean, back when I was living in Chicago and we first heard about this, I'm like, I'm buying this when it comes out. It looks so awesome. And then it went through this complete change of what it was. And then when it came out, it was like I had no interest in it. But I was like... Yeah, because it went from full retail to XBLA, right? Yeah, and then even like... this, Yeah, it did. And then, like, the whole game style and the whole storyline, everything changed about it. And it just kind of, I lost interest in it. Well, I decided, like, you know what? This is that game I so was so excited about. I should at least try the demo. Um, I got to say that if Brunton wasn't calling me to start the podcast, I probably would have bought it tonight. <laughs> um, I really, I really liked it. Um, I really did enjoy it. I think it, there was something about, I think because it was different than all the other stuff I've been playing and I, it was just kind of, I don't know, there was something about it I really liked. So Rob, I would say, give the demo a try. You think? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Give it a try. I know Brun, I know you didn't care for it. Um, cause we talked earlier. Hey, Jacob, have you tried this? I am a live demo. I have not. Give it a try. Give it a try. And, and it's, you know, it's interesting. 
but there was something about it just kind of I don't know it kind of sucked me in like I really want to know more it's like I really wanted to keep playing when I got the call and and it's like yeah I'm gonna have to probably buy this one um and 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 get through this game I think it, it would be a worthy investment maybe so um, and then, of course, I've played Netflix. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Obviously, I've played Netflix. So yeah. But that—that's—it's been a busy week. <laughs> so how about you, Jacob? You play anything this week? Well, I had to take a train ride for 23 hours, so I played some uh, iPhone games. Played Plants vs Zombies and Jetpack Joyride, two very good games. And then I played some Max Effect 3 multiplayer with the gang. And then played some Fez. Fez is actually a game I would recommend to you guys. I don't know if you guys would necessarily love it, but it's getting a lot of praise from reviewers and stuff. So it's, it's a really good concept. It's a an older game that took a long time to come out. But it's like a puzzle 3D, 2D type game. Like, it's really interesting. At the first, it starts off as a 2D game. And then you, like, the game, some really interesting thing, like, pops up. And then it goes to a 3D game where you play as a 2D. And then you can hit the right trigger or the right bumper. And it will flip the world to look at a different angle. And you can do that like a cube, so you can see it four times. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. And then it's like a puzzle game, too. You have to find uh, parts of a cube to fix the world or something. It's a little tough. Tough? And oh, that, that takes me out. I don't like tough games. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not tough, tough, as it's, it works your, your brain. Oh, I got to think. Oh, that counts me out too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now I've heard a lot of good things about that. Um, I was just like, Fez, what is that? So, well, maybe I'll download the, the, that demo as well. So check it. Out. I'll check it out. And the music is is really good too. That's a worth buying for that. I'd say. Um, then I played some Comic Jumper after at PAX East. I got some help from the Twisted Pixel guys there with the part that I was stuck at. And then I came home and played it, and I beat the game today, so I was pretty happy about that. And then I played some Battlefield 3 from Fairchild 3's server. I practiced kind of flying, which didn't go very well. <laughs> And then I played a little bit of Miss Bulger Man. Yeah. That's been fun time playing on that server with those guys. So if anybody hasn't been out there, it's uh, KOD Platoon. They got a server out there. It's pretty fun. Yep. And that's all that I've been playing. Cool. Uh, how about Friday Night Life? I don't know if... I will say this. I was playing for Friday Night Live. I was there, too. We were all playing, I think, Mass Effect 3. I didn't I think see I'm you. There. I don't know. I didn't see you guys out there for Friday Night Live. Oh, that's right. That's because I went to the dark side. <laughs> Friday night, um, actually went over to a friend's house. 
uh, several of us got together. This guy's got like a must be an 80 inch TV and uh, with a PlayStation 3. And we all sat on the couch. Yeah. And we played um, Modern Warfare 3 <laughs> all on the same screen. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, and I, I'm going to say this. I hate the PlayStation controller, right? Uh, the guy right next to me is another, he's a good friend of mine where he's a big game, uh, Xbox gamer. Um, and he doesn't like this PlayStation controller either. We pretty much schooled the other two guys who are our PlayStation gamers. The end of the night, we had ranked up further than they had. <laughs> we had more kills than they had. And I'm like, you know, we had the handicap, <laughs> And we were schooling you. So it, it felt good, to, you know, that the Xbox guys walked out on top, you know, and we didn't, you know, we had to use their controller. So on their console. And but um, the one thing I noticed, which I thought it was instantaneous, and I'm going to chalk this up to it being four players on the same screen. But it was really like a very pixelated um, and I know it was not his TV. This is a brand new, gorgeous television. Absolutely beautiful. I mean, the picture was super sharp until until we had four people playing on the same screen. So I think it took a hit, and they had to do some, you know, change in resolution to be able to get the performance with four people on the same screen. Does that sound probably about right to you guys? Would you assume that that would be right? Sure. Or do you just think the PlayStation just looks like crap? <laughs> I just looks like crap. No, I'm just <laughs> no I've sure, got a, I think it's your eyes. No, I've got a I got a PS3 too, and I don't have. I've got an HD TV, but it's nowhere. I mean, mine's not. Mine's hooked up with component, you know. And uh, this guy has HDMI and everything. And I said it looked really nice and sharp until we started the game, and then I was like. I was just like, ooh, what's with all the jaggies and stuff? But I'm pretty sure it's because you get that four players, you get it, it takes a performance hit, so they got to lower that. I'm, I know I've heard of other games where they've had to do that. So I'm sure that's what the deal was. But yeah, I was doing Friday Night Life, but I was on the dark side with some real real world friends instead of virtual ones. <laughs> so sorry, guys, don't hate. So. I guess. <laughs> so you guys did some Mass Effect? Yes. Yep. Uh, there was a couple of groups going on, of course, because you could only have four at a time. But, yeah, I think there's a couple couple of groups going on and had a good time. Cool. All righty. Well, I would like to, before we jump into our PAX report, I wanted to say thanks to Mattism. He was given, he was doing a giveaway for Mama in our forums and uh actually he did a completely random drawing and picked my name out um <laughs> and uh so i told him thank you i appreciate it but i asked him if he would be willing to go ahead and make another drawing because i'd rather go to someone in the community i was just responding to his post just to kind of get things kick-started when i saw his thing you know um so he did and uh ob shank uh, was the winner of the law. So thanks, Madison. We appreciate you uh, giving back to the community and and doing that. Really appreciate that. So right on. All right, Jacob. 
are you, my brother? Are we setting up a Friday Night Live for some multiplayer for Trials Evolution this Friday? Ooh. Oh, we yeah. have to. Yes. <laughs> I would say the answer would be yes on that. Not only yes, but heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's see. We'll probably have to get a couple games going. Um, Most likely. Yeah, so Braun will probably be there. I'll be there. I'm, I know Soul Assassin will be on for sure. Jacob, if you're going to be around be for there. that. So, and I know, uh, I think it's Terminator. Was it Terminator? I think it was Terminator that uh, was talking to me about Soul Assassin and how he added him because he kept hearing how great Soul was. And I guess Terminator's pretty darn good at the game too. So he added Soul because he wants to see how good he is. <laughs> so, and I warned him, like, Soul's a beast. He's good at everything he plays. <laughs> so, so I think we're going to have some really good competitions and some leaderboard action going on with this game. So it's it should be really fun to watch. So, but all right, we'll see you guys Friday night for that. And then uh, how about PAX East? It's quite an experience. It was my first... Uh... PAX uh, convention in all, so it's pretty big. The first thing I'll say is um, stay at the Westin if you have a real choice in where you're staying. Uh, you got to get there fast because it's connected to the convention, so you can just like walk along the skyline and you're there to your hotel or you're there at the convention. So it's pretty. Um, how do you say it? Yes, uh, <laughs> I brought a water bottle and just kept going and getting some ice. Stay chilly and hydrated, I guess. Hmm. So, the games, uh, there's a lot of games. Borderlands 2, um, I'll save that for close to last because that's what everyone wants to hear about. <laughs> nice. Uh, the first I Big played, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about it? It's like a two-hour line to play that game. Wow, like a fifteen-minute demo. Nice. The first game I played was Aliens Colonial Marines. I just happened to walk right past it, and I was like, "Hey, I'll get in line for this." And they had a payloader and a xenomorph like fighting. And you could get into the payloader and take a picture. It's pretty sweet. And then, first off, they let you in and you watch a. I don't know. I don't remember how long it was. It was a fairly decent size amount of the single player. You just watch somebody play. And then you can go into another room and you watch the level designer for the level that they're playing for multiplayer. And some testers, you get to watch them play as the Xenomorphs, and then you can go over and play them as the Marines. And uh, we won. I'm proud to say that we won and beat them. It was neck and neck, but we came out in the end. It was pretty fun, I'd say. Uh, you can lift up the tracker like in the movies and fight Xenomorphs. It's, you got to stick together or... You're dead because I can team up on you. And then another thing is that it was pretty cool. 
a xenomorph could like go into this wall place and they can come out as this big rhino version or something and just like charge into people is pretty sweet and it's kind of weird though the single player um a lot of the xenomorphs were running around on two feet so it kind of went silly but then they die really fast so it's kind of weird i think they're playing on super easy or something so that he can make through but I thought it was a little too easy and it was a little dorky, but it takes off after, um, I think it's after Aliens 3, so I'm not sure how great the story is. They had like people from the movies in like little subtle hints with their name on lockers and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Um, Any word on when that game's coming out? Fall 2012. Somebody asked, and they just said fall 2012. So I was like, okay. Well, they got Borderlands 2. It's a Gearbox game, so... Yeah, Borderlands 2, probably ahead of their schedule. And the next game, I didn't do anything else that day. I went to panels and walked around and stuff. It's a pretty big convention. I saw... The Vox Games panel, which is now Polygon. It's just a bunch of, like, the best in the industry, I guess. And they just renamed their name, and that's pretty much it. And I saw the DLC continuing the story panel, which is some guy from Obsidian talk about the Fallout 3 DLC, or Fallout New Vegas DLC. That was pretty interesting. And... Then I saw the Dragon Age Dawn of the Seeker movie panel, which we just watched the movie and I fell asleep. Uh-huh. It was like at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. And, wait, no, no, it was at 9 o'clock, but it was kind of boring because I didn't really like the Dragon Age games. So I was so, like, all right. So you're saying I should save my money? If, you're, if you like Dragon Age, see it. I don't know if you buy it, but... It's it's okay. It's kind of really weird at the end. It was a little borderline, uh, borderline really awful. Well. <laughs> I, I haven't played the game, so I don't know if it, it really like would fit into the story. It was a little cheesy, and I was like, okay. A lot of people were laughing in the theater, so I don't know if that's good or bad. But you got a free T-shirt, so I thought it was worth it. It wasn't a Uwe Boll movie, was it? No, it's a, it's like a Funimation thing. So oh. it isn't a live action thing. Okay. And the next game, this game, I don't know if it's I was sour going into it because I didn't like waiting in line, even though it was really short. This is Spec Ops the Line. So I don't know if this really soured my taste or not because it was a half-hour demo, and you had to sit in line, and they only had eight stations or uh, sixteen stations. It was kind of like a basic shooter, nothing really new. Um, it's in the sand, basically, of what I played 
and it just really didn't interest me at all. So I don't think I'll be picking that up at all. Did you guys have any questions about that? No, I think I had posted, I saw you on your Facebook, had posted a bunch of pictures, and I had responded to several of them asking some questions. And I, I did ask on that one in particular what you thought of the game, because that's one of those that I kind of thought it doesn't really seem, just what you said, doesn't seem to be anything too exciting. So Yeah, very generic in my eyes. <laughs> I didn't really want to stand there and play the game through the full half hour. I kind of wanted to leave, but I didn't want to seem like that guy. And I uh, don't really want to like this game, so I'm just going to I'm just going to go. <laughs> I did that with some Ninja B game, but he walked away, so I felt like it was safe to leave. <sighs> Next, I think I did I did the Epic Games panel, which was fairly interesting. They just talked about what they have accomplished and stuff like that. Nothing really on the new stuff. Like they said, they're doing Fortnite and they're doing something from the PC coming back to them because they're crying about them leaving. And then I saw the Joystick Podcast panel. Uh, Nothing really new there. If you listen to the Joystick Podcast, it's kind of the same. Hey, wait, back to Epic. You said, um, we know they're making Fortnite... There's also coming with a PC-only game. Did they say anything about what that is? Uh, no, they just said they're doing something with the PC because somebody asked them a question. Okay. And that, that's really all they said. Um, then I saw the XCOM Enemy Unknown. That was just a visual demo, somebody playing through, and then some guy talking. Uh, that was pretty interesting. It looked like kind of fun game. I haven't played the previous XCOM. This is... Apparently, there's two XCOM games. One that's like a first-person shooter, and the other one, this one's actually like a strategy game. It's actually really fun-looking, I guess. And I I really like the aliens, the look of them, so I think that enticed me to look at them or to go see the demo. Have any of you guys played any previous XCOM game? Heck yeah, dude. (laughs) XCOM UFO Defense is where it's at. It's only one of the, probably the best uh, turn-based strategy game ever made, in my opinion. Ever. Yeah, ever. Um, And it's also the game that I, it was the first game I ever played all the way through to the end. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it crashed. The game crashed after I got to Mars. So I could never complete the game. And I was so frustrated. I think that's why I, I think for a long time after that, it's like I never bothered to complete games because my first time experience trying to complete one, the game crashed at that point and I wasn't about to, you know, start over. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome game. And this is the one that the enemy unknown is the one I'm looking forward to. And I will be buying this one. Um, I can't wait to play it. Um, I, will I would not definitely buy that. recommend it. Oh, I will not even touch that first-person shooter version that looks like garbage um this one is the this is what the fans are the fans of xcom this is what they want the one you're talking about okay so it's more more similar to the real game of what it originated from so Mm -hmm. it looked really fun like uh what were you saying did it get a good reception, like, from the audience and stuff? Oh, yeah. There's a, a sat next to a guy that was 
I would assume would be a fan of the past game because he was talking about it when he was sitting there between like when we were waiting for it to start and he was like really happy about the new game. So I was like, all right, that's good. <laughs> Sounds like the fans are loving it. I will definitely check this out because it looks really good. Awesome. That's so good to hear. And it was, uh, they're playing with the Xbox too, so. Sweet. Next, I think, I don't know. I, I just kind of listed some stuff because I couldn't remember what I played after that. But uh, Trials Evolution, I played, walked up and started playing a little bit of that. Uh, really fun, a lot better than Trials HD, I think. A lot more cooler, like, scenarios and um, arenas, what you call it, the stages. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. I didn't get a chance to check out the multiplayer, though. They were having that playable, though. I didn't get to check it out, though. And they also had I Am Alive right next to it, too. But I knew that was out, so I was like, okay, there's no point in me playing that. <laughs> Next, I played this PC game, War of the Roses. It's like a medieval fighting game. Not fighting game, but like a medieval third-person game. It was really interesting. I think I'd probably play it if my computer can handle it, which probably can't. So I'm out of luck there. I sucked at it, but it was fun. (laughs) And they gave me some night towel thing to go over. So I thought it was pretty cool. And then I saw the major Nelson podcast, which was, (laughs) they had a slideshow going and you guys are going to laugh at the very first two slides. They had pictures of dogs. (laughs) Like, ah, awesome. This is, Definitely going off just like the podcast. How many uh how many slides said majornelson.com on it? Um probably all of them. <sighs> okay. From what I can remember, I think they were on the top or the bottom. Oh, okay. Never mind then. They're not like saying, Oh, majornelson.com. Go there now. Anybody in there uh, in the audience would know anyway, so Yeah. Yeah. Well I just it was funny because like I had that I downloaded the podcast and as soon as I listened to the first twenty or maybe ten seconds of it and I couldn't hear E talk, uh, I was just like, "All right," I just del- deleted. It. I was like, "Done with that one." <laughs> so. Yeah, I download. I have it downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it even though it was there. But yeah. was was Steptoe there? Yeah, he was there, and they had that- uh, Felicia Day there too. Oh, see, yeah. Like, I would listen to it to hear what Steptoe's been doing, but that's about it. Um, Somebody asked about his, how is he enjoying the unemployed life, and he says he's loving it, so. Hmm. Cool. Probably better than seeing naked children on Xbox trying to be cool. Ugh. Yep. And then I saw the Giant Bomb panel, which was pretty cool. It was pretty packed. It was full. 12,000 people. Wow. Yeah. They still had like an hour left to start, and they were at 500 people. 
I was like, geez, I didn't expect this. Next day, saw Assassin's Creed 3, which looks really awesome. I kind of laughed. I heard at the Joystick podcast this happened, so I was kind of expecting it, but it was still kind of funny where they told you the name of the new character. I don't remember what it was because they said it once, and then they said, but we'll just call him Connor. I'm like, really? He's an Indian dude named Connor. All right. Interesting. They showed his, uh, like, the new features where you can have a lot of people on the screen, where they're showing an army. They showed his new abilities where he can climb trees, and they are meant to look natural, not like sticks and rocks. That was pretty cool. And he has this new rope dagger thing. Like, he stabbed this dude, and he was in a tree, and he pulled him up, and so he essentially hanged the dude. And then three other guys got scared, but he jumped down, and everyone's getting ready to fire. And they fire, and he just goes up and runs and kills them all. So that was pretty cool. And then they, they always, like, freeze it to let the, I would imagine, the developer, I can't remember who it was, say something about it and he's like and i also love the hanging feet on the top of the screen (laughs) so that was pretty funny i got quite a few laughs um do you guys have any questions about that no i'm looking forward to playing that game though oh yeah that game actually looks pretty good from what i've seen It, it it's um i think it might be really interesting and it it's kind of made me think i need to go back and go back to the last one I left off on and maybe try to pick it up and continue because <laughs> I didn't play what was the last one Revelations Revelations and then Brotherhood was before that right mm-hmm. yes okay I think I was playing Brotherhood and that's where I quit because I got frustrated with the whole being stuck in trees and you can't see and the whole camera thing I just gave up but I don't know this this seeing what this new game is going to look like really makes me want to go and play the uh, you know that in, in revelations and get caught up because um, i really think i want to play assassin's creed 3 <laughs> yeah this game looks really good i ended up actually pre-ordering at the end so i can get a free t-shirt and i did cool um i'm gonna have to play revelations as well because i played a little bit of that like an hour and then i was like i'm done with this this is getting too repetitive it's the same thing over and over again so Next, I played Lollipop Chainsaw, which I waited in line for that and got to see the Xbox booth right across from the Warner Brother booth, which is where Lollipop Chainsaw was being held. And I saw four TVs with Kinect Star Wars on it, and I just sighed and looked away because it looks <laughs> awful. <laughs> Uh, Lollipop Pop Chainsaw was fun. I I think it was. I don't know if it was worth the hour wait for it because I sucked at it. But it was like a hack and slash, but it was kind of fun. So how mm-hmm. much how much waiting in line did you do versus like playing and? Um, most of the demos were around. Uh, a Lollipop Chainsaw was like five or ten minutes. Uh, Aliens was probably about five minutes. Spec Ops was a half hour, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Charles Evolution, they didn't really have a line. I just walked up and started playing it. 
War of the Roses, I waited probably about five, ten minutes. Assassin's Creed 3, I got there first. That was... I went to Borderlands 2 first, actually, that day. And they filled up to capacity in less than 15 minutes. It was the last day, Sunday, Easter Sunday, and I got it. I got there. They they queue up at around 8 so that you can sit in the queue line for two hours, and then you can get in the expo hall. I got there about 8.30, and they filled up so fast. To I think it was a two-hour wait is where they cut it off, and then you can sit in the chairs by it for an hour and wait to get in line. So I was like, uh, I'll just come back later. <laughs> so I think to answer your question, I think for the bigger games, yeah, you're going to wait, but... If you really want to play them, you can probably like if you don't know if you're getting it or not, I'd say it maybe be worth it. But if you're like if you're going for all three days, yeah, I'll say wait. And if you got because they got people playing games in line, you can talk to people in line, so it's kind of worth it and it goes by pretty quickly. Hmm. But if you're going there for one day and you really want to play Borderlands 2 and you know you're getting it, don't go there. Because it's... You know you're getting it already, so why wait your day for two hours playing a game you know you're getting when you could see a lot of these other games? Gotcha. So, that would be my advice. That's kind of uh, like going to Disneyland or something, right? You're going to stand in line for an hour or two to just for a few for a few minute ride? Yeah, but it's worth it, though, for if you really like the game, then stay in line unless it's it's, you're going for like the one day, then don't go there. So how was Borderlands 2? I'll get that to in a second. I'll let you wait a little bit longer. I'm sorry. Jeez. This oh. game. No, no, no. Your podcast. I thought it was my blog and my, no, just <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little side story here. Uh, this game. Everyone needs to play this game. It's called Super Time Force. It's an indie game by Copy Bar Games. They are the developers of the game. They're a little Canadian company, and I. They got a lot of buzz. They got Best of Show from Machinima and Destructoid from when I was there in line. They had it on their TV. And it's kind of like a Contra-y. It's a 8-bit, 16-bit shooter. And it's really fun. Um, you have... It's the like amazing concept. You have three characters for the game. Like the one or two levels they were showing off. They had three characters. You, they had a shooter with a, like a big Gatling gun guy, and then they had a sniper girl, and then they had a shield guy. They didn't have any names, but then you could save, pick up this other guy called uh, I think it was Jeff Leopard or something. He was like this '80s mullet wearing rocket launcher type guy. He was pretty cool. Um, the essential premise to the game is you're just going through the level but as soon as you die you go back to the beginning of the level like the old games and you 
go through back to the level. But the interesting thing is a pixelated, not pixelated, everything's pixelated, like a fuzzy version of you goes through the level and kills the things that you killed in your previous life. But you can also like go through the so it goes essentially goes through you like a ghost, but it's actually doing something. And in this, they only had 30 levels or 30 lives in this particular demo. But they, I was talking with one of the guys, he said that they have had 500 people, and but they haven't had them all on the same screen. They mostly think they had was like 100. So it's like, wow, that's pretty insane. I want to see what that happens when there. But they said they their capacity that they can have for lives is a thousand. So I was like, oh my god, what if you have a thousand people on the same screen? That would probably crash the game. But essentially, it was a pretty fun game. I actually am like crying because I want to play the game again. So I was really glad I checked it out. And what was the title of that one again? Super Time Force. You can Super check them out Time at... Force? Yeah. You can check them out at supertimeforce.com or capybargames.com. And I think they said it was a pre-alpha build, so it's not too close to coming out, but it's... I think it's going to be on XPLA, I think they said. So I'm pretty antagonized to play that game again. <sighs> the next game, the big game that everyone wants to hear, Borderlands <laughs> 2. What's that? This Never game, heard of it. It's a little, little game, game by Gearbox. Was there, was there any GT... Grand Theft Auto 5 or anything at the... They had Max Payne 3, but I didn't get a chance to play it because it was another long line game, and I wasn't... I haven't played Max Payne 1 or 2, so I was like, I don't really need to play this. Um, but uh, apparently Mark doesn't want to hear about Borderlands 2. No one, no one likes Borderlands anyway, so... All right, cool. Sounds like a great PAX trip. (laughs) Forget about uh, Ghost Recon. Get back here. They were showing up. Get back here. Talk. No, we got to talk it, man. Borderlands. We've been waiting. Borderlands 2. But then you you can go into Ghost Recon after that. (laughs) Okay. They can either play as the Siren Maya. I don't know if she's a siren or not. I didn't really play as her. Or you can play as Salvador the Gunzerker. The they are having off two player co op, so but they didn't the bad thing is they didn't let you talk to the co op guy, like they didn't have mics on their headphones, so I was like, what is really the point of this? Um the other guy that I was playing with was playing as the siren, so I was like, Alright, well I'm not gonna be some regular guy, so I'm gonna be the gunzerker and it was it was okay. Uh I love Borderlands one, but I th- I feel it was kind of the same, to be honest. Like they, it was only a 15 minute demo of an RPG that could essentially last uh, 100 hours. So I was like, um, I want to, pl- I need to play more to figure out. I know I'm gonna love it, but it's more of the same. 
the gunzerker was. Like he just got two guns. Like whoopee. Any questions? Well, I mean, it. I mean, I myself expected it to be more of the same, which is some kind of minor improvements, probably better storyline, better, you know, um, the mission, the way the missions work out and stuff. But, you know, I'm perfectly fine with it. You know, give me the same game just with some improvements. Uh, yeah, because if it's more of the same, that means it's going to be awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just like did it want people to don't rage at me like i don't want like oh this hate going on here um so you hate is it's what you're saying basically <laughs> all right How they didn't we, really can show we, much can we kick him out of the call or <laughs> i sure can it's possible <laughs> can't have no anti-borderlands people on here no no I, I, it was more the same like i felt like i could have skipped out on it and not have been if I had played it and then was able to go back in time and skip out on it, and I wouldn't have been that sad at all. Like, I could have wished... I, would, I really wish I could have seen more indie games and stuff knowing now instead of waiting, like, an hour and a half to see Borderlands 2. So that was, seen... that was probably the problem, is you waited so long to see something that you already really knew what you were going to see. Yeah, I... I and. They wouldn't let you film it, but you could essentially wait outside and film it outside of the the rope, whatever it's called. Hmm. So it was it was more the same. So if you like Borderlands One, you'll like Borderlands Two. There you go. The what, next what, thing what about and the last, guns? did did you did they? Because they talked about in all their videos I've seen, they've talked about how the guns are more distinct and they're. You know, you're going to know, like, as soon as you fire, you're like, oh, yeah, this belongs to this, you know, manufacturer and whatnot. Did you see anything cool about how the weapons have changed or, you know, how the interface looks and how you do your inventory? Because all that was supposedly redone, you know. Uh, they told us that you could level up, but I already had my headphones on, so I couldn't really hear them. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just play. It's only 15 minutes, and I'm... This is not essentially my character, so it doesn't matter to me. I was just playing, and then some guy like walked by, and he's like, hey, you have 15 points. You can level up your guy. I was like, I don't, how do I do that? And then he's like, oh, you just press this button. I was like, okay. And then I just picked random things because I didn't really care. It was my character. So it was kind of the same for what I remember. Um, could you go and do it? automatically or could you do it you had to go to a panel or some computer to level up no you did it you just hit like the start button to pull yeah. up the menu and you I would guess. i think you right bumper left bumper to change between the menu screens but you could do it on the fly yeah so it's kind of the same i don't remember too much i just said okay this is the same i can but they're Kicked supposed to be all head. leveled, or it's supposed to be all like, just like the way the menus have been done, and in those screens are supposed to be streamlined and better, you know, laid out better. I just was wondering if you happened to notice anything, but sounds um, like not much. I huh? just, <laughs> I was there in the menu system just to randomly put points in my guy, and then I got off and okay. killed people. Yeah, you don't want to spend a lot of time on a menu, you want to kill people. Yeah, I, 15, I 15 minutes to kill people so i died a couple times there's like some fire spider things that were you gotta kill so who did you play as 
The Gunzerger. Okay. And did you get a chance to try the dual wielding? Yeah. Um, it was okay. It's it's just two guns. It's really not a big of a deal, to be honest. Like, just to me, at least. I don't know if you'll love the guns. Were you using I, the same gun, or were you using different guns in each hand? Oh, you picked... You gotta get different guns. You can, You had, like, four guns to choose from. I think... Did you were able to use that in Borderlands 1? You couldn't do a wield in Borderlands 1. Yeah, but could you have uh, four different guns in your yes. hands? Okay. Or in your inventory? Yeah, four at yeah. a time. Yeah, it was okay. like up, down, left, right on the D-pad to select which weapon you were going to use. Yep. Okay. And then you had a whole bunch of other stuff in your inventory. So you could carry, I don't. I mean, the, the like the backpack slots would allow you to carry a whole bunch of weapons, but your, your quick back and forth were just four. You could have four like instantly. I don't know how, okay. how to say it. Um, well, like you had one gun and then it would, when you activate your four or your two guns at a time, you can, it would take out the gun that, uh, wouldn't be the one where you press Y to switch guns. It would take out some random third gun. And then if you take out the second gun, it would take off the other fourth gun. So that's how it goes. Okay. Uh, I wasn't really paying attention. I was just like, just kill things. Uh, <laughs> it's really. I didn't want to like play too much. Oh, I wanted to play a lot. I didn't want to customize a character that's not gonna be mine. So they they that's the game that probably should have had a half hour time limit instead of Spec Ops Line. <laughs> so you pre-ordered Spec Ops Line, right? Uh, no. Sounds like you really enjoyed that one. <laughs> what was really awesome, though, was <laughs> when we were close enough to like be in front of the line, some girl walks up and like, hey, did you know you can pre-order the game and get VIP stash and walk right up to the front? I was like, all right, thanks for telling me I'm already at the front. I was like, all right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Would have been better knowledge if I was in the back of the line. Uh, any more questions for Borderlands 2? I don't have any. When's that coming out for sure? I can't remember. It's this fall, right? September, right? September, yeah, September. I want to say 25th, but I think that was Gears of War. Okay. Oh. Um, September. There you go. Next, uh, last thing I played of the show was Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Don't say Great. anything bad about it. <laughs> no, I, it was okay. I'll just, no, just say the, the truth. Horde mode. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. Gorilla mode is that what yeah, it's called? Gorilla. Okay. They're showing off that. Uh, they were playing some special thing when I got in line. They're letting these. They had like two separate teams. One you had to like walk up a step to play. And the one is you're sitting on the floor, and they were playing up until wave 30 out of 50, and 30 was a boss wave, and they killed a transport vehicle or something. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Okay. And 
that was basically it. And then we played it. We only got to play five, six, and seven out of 50. So it was fairly easy. And the not so good thing was we were playing with somebody that was essential. No, I keep saying essentially. Um, I think was probably with the developers or playtester because she knew a lot of the game and she was probably playing it all packs. And so she was killing things a lot faster than us, which was probably our first time playing. So I was a little heart, not heartbroken at that because I want to play with people that haven't played it like me. And we all have the same amount of experience with it. And it was okay. I can understand though why they probably do that because you got so many people wanting to get through. They got to kind of get everybody through. And if nobody knows how to play yet, it's good to have someone kind of lead you through it. Yeah. And we actually got to talk to each other, which that was nice. So how how did the missions go? I mean, because it sounds like you really got to have good teamwork. And I mean, was the gorilla mode fun? I mean, you've played Horde, so how does it compare to Horde? Uh, it's, mm, it's not as fun, I think, but this is my, I played a little bit of Advanced Warfighter 2, like, I just played the tutorial, and that's it, so I'm not too big on Ghost Recon, I haven't played much of it, it was okay, it was a little, it's a lot different than Gears of War, in my opinion, so... It, I couldn't get really used to the controls and the shooting, but basically what you do is a crate lands, you get to go pick up your grenades, your gun, pick out which gun you want, and run back, and we had to keep people out of this house that we had, and when somebody would be in the house, they would have this timer saying like oh you gotta kill this guy or you lose or something and so we would just kill him and it'd be over and we would have to, and you well you have to kill people for the like you have 30 people to kill and once you kill them all the wave ends and that's basically what it was hmm. <clears throat> the one thing I like about that and they, they've said it about the gorilla mode is that you know, if you're if you have a stronghold or something like that that you're taking, and after that wave, like you have to move to another one. So you're not you can't find just a little well fortified corner, and then you just stay there for the entire horde part of it. Yeah, it's like they keep you moving and stuff, which I I like that. I think that's going to actually it adds something to it. it it'll hopefully, force hopefully. you to move around and find other ways to try to protect an area. Yeah, right. Hopefully, it's like you know. Each place has a different strategy that you have to, even though once you do it two or three times, you'll have the strategy down. At least there'll be a different strategy. So right. that sounds, I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. I don't know if it was from what we played and we were such low waves that we just sat in the same house. We didn't move or were forced to move a house. Right. You have to, so. once you complete wave 10, Oh, that okay, boss right. wave, then wave eleven. You got to go find that new. From I remember from what I've seen and read about it, like when you first start out, you got to sneak up on somebody who's in that area. So you basically take them out. Now you have to defend that area for ten waves. Once you do, then you got to go to the next 
area and defend that one. And you can see you basically are going to move five times and defend five separate areas on that map. Okay. So, yeah. Right. They probably should have let you play it a little bit more than three waves, but I can see what they're trying to accomplish. But there really wasn't too long of a line. I walked in and waited probably. Uh, well, once that big group left that got to play to level 30 or something, they only really had to wait maybe 10, 20 minutes. So it wasn't really too bad. And there wasn't really that big of a line when I left. Yeah. I don't know. It was probably because it was the last thing I saw. And it was around 5.30 in the expo hall. Closes at 6. Just, five wait a, just wait a couple more days. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, do you have Splinter Cell Conviction? Oh, I, I pre-ordered the game there. So I oh, got the go. thing. So you'll be able to play with us this week. On Wednesday. Yeah, I won't. Isn't that when Trials of Evolution comes out? Yeah. Oh, Wait. Yeah, Trials Evolutions on Wednesday. It's Thursday's the beta. Thursday. Okay, then I'll play that for a day, and then I'll play that for half a day, and then I'll go back to Trials. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it was fairly interesting, and if you pre order the game, you got like a bandana, or and then you got a picture that got to be on a card, and they like, it's like the, if you like go to Disney something, I don't know, Disney World or Disneyland, and you ride the Star Wars ride, and after in like the little shop area, you could take pictures and put your face on somebody else's like a uh, movie poster or something. They had right. that kind of thing where you could put your face in a like a future soldier, and you put it on like a lithograph card thing that went around your neck. So I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Oh, did you do it? No, I was oh. like. I pre-ordered the game and I got the bandana. And I was like, I don't really feel like taking pictures. So I was left. We need Man, a picture I... of you with your bandana on on the forums. Um, maybe. I don't know how to put up bandana. I was just gonna hang it on the wall. It's just a like a little future. It's like one of the skins on the guns in the game, like a digital skin. Yeah. And then it has the. Ghost Recon face, and it's a pack pan arcade. So that's pretty much uh, it. Tell you what, if you put it on, take a big picture of it, a nice size picture, and and email it to me, I'll use it as this week's uh, <laughs> episode okay. picture. All right, I'll work on that. Okay. You got to work on it tonight, though, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need it by tomorrow. <laughs> I got nothing to do tomorrow, so that's what I'll spend my day doing. All right. Putting on a bandana. There you go. And that's basically my PAX experience. Uh, pretty awesome. Uh, as soon as I got home, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go back. Get me out of this house. Yeah. Did you disinfect yourself? I didn't really. I had germ, the Germex bottle. I didn't really use it that much, but... Uh, I didn't get sick, so I was kind of cool with that. Oh, I got, I got, a, I got a question for you. Yep. You say you weren't really impressed with Ghost Recon, yet you pre-ordered it. I just wanted the bandana. <laughs> so you're gonna cancel your pre-order? <laughs> well, they said you have to do it through XR GameStop.com, 
and they said once if you get something from it like the beta you can't pre- cancel it so it's like okay oh whatever i'll just be oh, everyone's getting the game so i might as well get the game peer pressure it yeah there you go it's gonna be worth it <laughs> yeah i it was fun but i wanted to play more to get a more sense of what it would be like right uh, that's yeah. I'd go to those things like, oh, would you like to pre-order a game? Sure. Oh, you have to do it through GameStop. Oh, sorry. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, that would have been funny. So, in summary, stay at the Westin if you're going to PAX East, and plan to do. Everyone told me not to plan to do everything because you won't get to see everything and i was like oh you're nonsense i can do everything and then i didn't get to do everything so hmm. i was like disneyland yep so well, cool. right. there you can stay later if you want to but this one you have to do it in three days true cool now i want to go to pax prime unfortunately so i'm addicted now <laughs> and there we go let's get back to the regular show and stop hearing my uh, boring voice no oh, it's this was cool i'm glad you went i'm glad you got to share all that information with us uh makes me want to go to one even though i don't like crowds but makes me want to go to do do something like that when i need to go one of these days now i'm pretty close i could go over to uh e e3 the seattle Oh, E3. But yeah, if you want to pay five hundred dollars, I want. Yeah, Ron, Ron won't pass. cut me a check to get in, so you know, when he does, I'll I'll head over there because I'm I'm not far away from LA, so it's so. a lot of fifty cents. A lot of people say <laughs> that yeah. um, that PAX is more community, well, not community based, but it's more fun. Like mm-hmm. E3 is just a big business thing. Everyone at All PAX right. is nice, and everyone at E3 is a douche and just want to play the game and leave. Well, I so. would just say I'm saying E3 because I'm close to it, where oh, Ravioli yeah. Capone is up in Seattle, so he could go to PAX Prime. You're out, and you can do PAX East. And, you know, we need to get Brun to the developers conference, <laughs> GDC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to send Rob to Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> Sweet. Actually, we'll send oh, but... Kyle because he's the one with the Japanese Xbox. We'll send him to the Tokyo yeah. Game Show. Uh, <laughs> he'll probably get bankrupt there buying all the Japanese games while he's there. He's like, oh, <laughs> just saves me the shipping. Yeah, Kyle would love it, man. He'd be he'd be dumping so much coin, and you know he'd be taking orders from everybody. Okay, who wants? A... Well, I'm there. You'll <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have to come home with a suitcase full of games. So well, he can. Uh pay his way there if he's like all right i'll buy everyone a game but you gotta pay me 20 extra dollars <laughs> so all right well good congratulations on going thanks for sharing with us uh that's pretty cool we'll jump in we got a bunch of stories to talk about tonight uh, but i don't think there's anything here too time consuming but um first off is and I know this is going to make Elite EDOC 420 very, very happy. Lost Planet 3 has been announced, um, and it is coming in 2013. 
so essentially it looks like we're going to be going back to a frozen planet, just like in the first game. Um, that's pretty much all we know. There's There's been a trailer posted, I think... Did we put it on our site? Yes, we did. I did. So you can yep. see the trailer on our site, um, thisxboxlife.com, otherwise known as Brun's blog. Um, <laughs> check out the video there, and you know, let us know what you think. Make a comment in the in there in the thread and in the story, and tell us if you're excited about it. Um, I never played Lost Planet One. <coughs> Excuse me. I played. I think like the first chapter of Lost Planet One, and I was like, this game's boring. I didn't like it. It's you know, that Japanese style of story, which I just find so corny. And then I got suckered into Lost Planet 2 because it had the co-op, you know, it had four-player co-op. So um, I played a lot of Lost Planet 2. And it, I, if they have four-player co-op for Lost Planet 3, I probably will end up playing with E-Dog and Tony Stark. And I think those are the two guys I play the most with. Um so I might have to pick this up, but we'll see. So Lost Planet 3! Yay. Yay. Um, well, so how would you guys, this is, uh, let, me, let me start off by saying this is a rumor, but how would you guys like to pay Microsoft more money this holiday season uh, basically, using features and functionality of Xbox Live. I would it, love it. Wouldn't that? Doesn't that sound exciting? Music <laughs> to my ears, man. Yeah, I'm um, wondering how I can give them more money. Yeah, you know that puts me in a spirit of giving. Yes, so it's perfect for the holidays. It's a holiday spirit, isn't it? Um, basically, the rumor is that Microsoft is going to further monetize Xbox Live this holiday. Um, it was, I, it, it all depends on how you read some of these things or, you know, this is like on a group produce our product planners. I think it's on his LinkedIn profile, so on and so forth. So like you really are have to read into this stuff to really get an idea if this is what they mean or not. But, um. It's it, this story here. Uh, it's on joystick. Basically says uh, Microsoft will implement another way to take your money through Xbox Live this holiday season, according to a description on Group Product Planner, so and so LinkedIn profile. It reads: Develop strategy to further monetize Xbox Live subscriber base that will be implemented for holiday 2012. So. Develop strategy to further monetize Xbox Live subscriber base <laughs> that will be implemented for holiday 2012. So that there is where they're pulling the rumor from. With that there, I mean that line there, kind of says, "Hey, we're trying to further take money from our subscriber base." <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't know how else you want to read it, unless it's like we want to provide more features for our subscriber base than that they can subscribe to, which then what's basically saying they're providing us more functionality, more products. And if we choose to do it, then they, you know, get the benefits from that. But that line right there is just kind of like saying, yeah, we're trying to find more ways to get some money from our bait or subscriber base. So watch it be something like, 
they charge you one Microsoft point every time you press the A button on your controller. Oh, but it won't be a Microsoft point. <laughs> but the, the, okay, be, one it'll cent be 90, yeah, it'll or be whatever. Cent. Insert currency here. Yeah. So. So while you're playing, yeah, it's like, hey, I just played for 15 minutes. I owe four hundred dollars. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I figured I'd throw that out there just in case anybody else wanted to hear the rumor. Now, what's going to come of that? Like I said, it all depends how much you believe and read and being on somebody's LinkedIn profile. So, but that's all I got for this one. All righty. And Brian, you might want to unplug. Sounds like you're starting to about ready to Robotron. Oh, I've already I've already unplugged. There you go. Um, got another game here that's been leaked, um, and this was accidentally leaked by EA's own Origin service. It seems that uh, someone threw out some placeholders and uh, some cover uh, box art for Crisis Three, and so and I don't know when it's coming. We don't, you know, we don't know. We just know that Crisis Three is obviously coming and on the way. Um, the cool thing that's got everybody excited is on the cover you see your guy with a compound bow, and it looks pretty sweet. So it uh, looks like there you may be able to have a compound bow in the next game. The thing I thought was strange about the EA Origin service that uh, they're advertising here, um, with because they got two different boxes. One's for the PC, one's for the Xbox 360. You could add to the cart. You know, it has more info. It says ESRB rating is pending right now. But both platforms are listed as $49.99. And I doubt that. There, I, I can't see an Xbox, high-profile Xbox game coming out for 50 bucks. So I'm only going to assume that that's just a typo. Um, and we'll, I'm sure that'll hop up to $59.99. So... <clears throat> But Crisis Get 3... Get your pre-order ins now. Yeah. Save 10 bucks. Maybe. You know, and you know what? Oh, that's that that's such a good idea. I To me, pre-ordering to save money, just, you know, saying we'll, we'll give it to you for a few bucks less if you pre-order, that makes sense to me. Yep. Because we're going to go in here in a, in a little bit about some pre-order stuff that's really going to, really ticks me off. <sighs> so okay. you're, you're going to see shortly here why... Um, it doesn't impact me because I don't, well, yeah, it does. But anyways, so Crisis 3, we'll get into the other in a minute. It's coming someday. Next. Who's taking it? Who wants it? Let Rob. Rob, it's all you, man. <laughs> sure. So... Steel Battalion Heavy Armor has four-player co-op. Okay, Brun, you got another one. <laughs> There's actually a lot of Steel Battalion fans out there. Isn't that yeah. the one that came with, like, the giant, giant controller? million-dollar controller? Yeah, Rob, oh, you yeah. remember that? Yeah, from the original oh, that was, Xbox. That was so long ago, yeah. It, it was, like, what, 200 totally buttons or something like that? That thing was nutty. Yeah. Well, this one here is, uh, I've heard it's got, like, Connexus support. Uh-huh. Well, all and games you, now do. Well, well, this one here, yeah. is, like, you're sitting in front, like, if you want to, re if you reach for levers, like, in different things of where they're at on the screen, it works really well. I heard a lot of people said it's pretty fun, so. But four-player four co-op has to be 
a bonus. They had it at PAX East, but I didn't, didn't get a chance to play it. There's always a big crowd in front of it. They have, like, you're going to have Connect, and then you also have to have the controller as well. So I guess that works out in saving you having this giant controller. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said that it was pretty fun, so I heard a lot of positive feedback. That's another thing that I wish to get a chance to play. I would like to someday play the original one with that huge controller. I've heard that it, it actually, like, you have to go through an actual startup sequence to actually start your mech on the old oh, game. Cool. And, and, like, you had to follow a proper procedure to turn it on. And if you didn't, your mech wouldn't start up. And it's oh, just, like, all the different systems? And... Yeah, you have to power everything up in a certain order. And I'm like, that just, I just think that always sounded so cool, but I never had the 200 bucks to, to, to play it, so... Yeah. What I need to do is actually see if uh, Democulus has has that. Just, just, just <laughs> like we all go down to his house for for a, a trip, you know, one week. We'll go down to Texas and hang out at his house and play it. <laughs> he won't mind like having a, us. <laughs> Elsa had like a feature where if you didn't eject from your mech before it exploded, that your game save got wiped. Yeah, you had to start all over from scratch. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. You better know where that stuff. eject handle is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On this, I guess the new one here, it's like, you know, you reach above your head or something like that. It doesn't. So. Wow. So. I used to really love all the mech games from years ago. And yeah. Kind of got out of them. You know, it would be interesting to see, like, what the differences are. You know, how something like this has evolved from, like, years ago. Yeah. Well, Click the link in the story there, Rob. It'll take you mm-hmm. to Kotaku, yeah, and you can watch the video yeah. um, and check it out and see see how it looks. And maybe maybe we'll maybe you'll have to join us and play some co-op. This comes out in June. It it might be something worth checking out. So I know there's a lot of Steel Battalion fans out there. So hmm. keep this one uh, on your radar. Get it? Radar? Oh. Uh. Hey. So, we're starting to hear some Halo, you know, Halo Four news and stuff like that. Um, and one thing I've liked keeping up on and and looking at is how Cortana has changed. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So let's just say she grows. A cup size every Halo. <laughs> She's a woman, full-fledged woman. Yeah. So um, one one thing that is out of here, and, and this is story wing picked up, but I did read about it, was uh, in Halo 4, you're finding out that Cortana is dying. So for anybody who hasn't read, like, the first three books, um, you'll know, of course... Everybody knows Cortana Cortana is like this super, you know, AI. And it's pretty cool in the books when they explain like what these AIs can do, like how they have cores and, you know, they allot memory to go do processing and and do this and do that. And Cortana, like over the three books, like she was like splitting herself in all sorts of ways and like processing and, and downloading stuff from you know, other AIs from the Covenant and just doing all sorts of stuff. 
So I can see how in Halo 4 they would state or should say that, you know, she's basically, you know, Toast. basically dying. So, yeah. Uh, apparently, in, in, the, in the story, it says, apparently complex AIs like Cortana have a limited shelf life, and hers is fast approaching. Seems after seven years spent uh, crunching limitless amounts of data, they begin to go crazy, then mad, and then they die. So you'll be spending time uh, with Cortana dealing with her life sentence, and I'm just guessing here, probably try and help her find a way to beat it. So... That's kind of one of the big points in the story here. But, yeah, she she has definitely done some stuff in the books that you're just like, you know, she's risked a lot of stuff, you know, splitting herself and making copies, basically copying herself. And it's it's pretty cool if you haven't read the books. But there's something that if you didn't know, now you know. So that's so. not a spoiler, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. No. Should have known, I mean, known her situation like in Halo 3. So. But. All right. Be- be- before you do this one, Wing, you were going to talk about this one, next one, right? Yep. D- do we want to touch on the last one real quick? Because that's like a simple one. Yeah, go for it. Oh, uh, Skyrim. And the connect is getting connect voice support, and it's like, like the way I a couple other stories they're actually talking about how many voice commands there are. I guess there's thousands, thousands of them. (laughs) So, and a lot of the ones I hear about are are basically like the shouts, like the dragon shouts and stuff like that for Skyrim. So, if you have Skyrim, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as far as the shouting. Um, But connect voice controls are coming which is pretty cool if you ask me so how did you like them in uh mass effect 3 are you using do you guys use them um when i played the single player i used them to command people but i didn't use them to open doors though that's all i did though huh. i cool. tried it out and i just i'd rather do the I just controller. hit the button yeah yeah i'm sitting here yelling at my tv grenades Grenades, uh, grenades, and then he throws them like oh, I could have hit a button and done that quicker. And he threw three of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" And then like things are blowing up, and <laughs> so. Kind of looking right. forward to this Skyrim because I want the only dragon shot that I have in the game is like you say boom or something, and you like push people, and I already say it, so it'll help me. It's gonna like boom. Yeah, I saw, I think, in our forums, they were talking about this, and somebody was saying they already yell at their TV, so this would be perfect for them. <laughs> they're already <laughs> screaming at them, yelling out all the commands, so they, they're looking forward to it. And it sounds like this is one of those things, strangely enough, this seems to be a very welcomed addition to the game. People seem to be really happy about this, which mm-hmm. is interesting, because this is really more of a hardcore gamer's game. And they're looking forward to connect integration, which yeah. So it seems to be kind of a a first in the you know, um, in that. So it'll be interesting to see if everybody really likes it once it's out. But all right. So now have at it. All right. We have talked about pre-order bonuses and how 
all these different stores get different things and how it's irritating because say like Battlefield 3 was a little irritating because if you wanted the oh what was it I don't remember the physical warfare pack you had to order at GameStop if you went through Amazon you got like this dog tag bonus pack if you went through Best Buy you got like so the Spec Act kit or something like that mm-hmm. and so it's like if you really wanted everything the game had, you had to buy the game three times from three different retailers. That sort of thing doesn't seem to happen a lot, but it seems to be happening more and more. And and what I don't like is that it's kind of cuts out part of the community unless they uh, later on allow you to download the stuff and buy it, you know, through DLC or, you know, in-game items that you purchase later. Um, but you never know if that's going to happen. Well, I really think we're going to, we're seeing it again. Only to me, this is about the worst possible way you could do it. Resident Evil six is going to have a bunch of different pre-orders from GameStop, Amazon, and Best Buy. And it's, this is for the unique, all right, let me just read this here. Let me just read. This is right from IGN. Capcom has revealed new pre-order exclusives for Resident Evil 6. As detailed in a post on the Capcom Unity blog, a unique Mercenaries mode map will be available for customers who pre-order the game at GameStop, Amazon, or Best Buy. All right? So this is a Mercenaries mode map. Now, Mercenaries is a co-op map, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Right? That's, that's that co-op mode. So customers who pre-order at GameStop will receive the Catacombs map. According to Capcom, the map features booby traps ready to ensnare you around every corner. Okay, whatever. So GameStop gets you the Catacombs map. Amazon gets the High Sea Fortress map, which takes place on an aircraft carrier. And then Best Buy gets the Rail Yard map, which takes place in a subway at Tall Oaks. So explain this to me. Braun... Rob, Jacob, we all four of us buy this game. We all buy it at a different retailer. Guess what? We all can't play together unless we play the default maps. Right. I mean, out of the four of us, two of us will probably have bought it at the same retailer unless one of us bought it at Walmart and they're not going to get anything. So basically, none of us could play on any of these three maps. Huh. And I'm like, you know, that's just, it's just, it's a another way to segment the community and it's annoying because these are probably going to be fun maps and I think people big time fans of this game would love to have them and it's like you don't know if they are going to release them at a later date for purchase or just release them in a DLC pack or something like that I mean you have no idea um, and if it's like other times I've seen maps like Ghost Recon Adventure, Warfighter I mean Future Soldier there's a map. If you go to GameStop, you get an exclusive map there, but it's emblazoned to GameStop all over it. So you're probably not going to see that in a DLC pack. Right. You know, because it's got some company's branding on it. So if these three maps all somewhere in there have the, you know, the branding of the game, you know, you see a billboard or something in there with that company's name on it. In fact, on this third one for the picture of the subway map or the rail yard map, there I'm looking at a billboard. Now, 
it's got something else in it right now. It does, it's not a Best Buy ad, but they could e- easily put a Best Buy ad right there. So it, it just kind of it kind of frustrates me because I just think that the the gamers are getting hosed. You're not getting everything you possibly could get. You may not be able to play with your friends if they bought it at a different store, you know. And it's like I just don't understand why they want to can just rip up and seg segment the community. And how does this help anybody? They're they're three maps, so it's like is someone really looking at this going, "Ooh, I want this map. I guess I'll go here." And order it from them. I mean, do the, the, the retailers really think that that's what consumers do? I, I don't know. And definitely for, you know, I know there's Resident Evil fans out there, but definitely for this game, does it? You know, I, I think it's going to have to create a new motto of, you know, uh, gamers that game together shop together. Hey, you're going to have to start. You're going to have to do that here going pretty soon. So. Well, this is this is Capcom we're talking about. They probably do want everybody to pre-order it and buy it, you know, three times to get all three maps. So, are they the ones that like sell all the jets and you know, like one jet for two bucks or something like that? Well, they they do things like you know, Street Fighter, you know, Street Fighter Four, and then Super Street Fighter Four. And then Super Street Fighter 4 Tournament Edition. And then Super Super <laughs> Street Fighter 4 Tournament Edition uh. SE. And all they are is like the same thing, but they like do characters here and there and then give you different. Their big thing is they sell you different outfits for Microsoft points. Yep. It's like if you want Ken or Ryu and Blue, you have to pay 80 or 120 Microsoft points or something like that. So that's what Capcom does. Yeah, I mean, it just it just kind of frustrates me. And I had this with Future Soldier. I'm like, I don't want to go to GameStop, you know, but I would love to have the extra map. I would love it. But, you know, now I decided I'm not giving GameStop my money, you know. And so if anybody else is going to buy it, I'm sure people in our community are going to buy from GameStop. It means I won't be able to play on that map with them, yeah. you know. So it's just, I hate that they, they segment the community like that and, cut you out from playing on some of the some of these quote bonus content that's you know i just i don't know i hope they make it available for everybody eventually here before long it's going to be pre-order at best buy if you want the case pre-order at target if you want the manual (laughs) pre-order at gamestop if you want the game (laughs) yeah Yeah. so but i'm just curious what pre-order what the pre-order content stuff will be when that you know you can buy it digital. You know, pre-order it here, pre-order here, buy it digitally if you want. This. Well, it'll be the same thing. I mean, they can give you a map, yeah. your in-game content or weapon. It's just, you know, it's frustrating. I'm sure several people were not happy with the Battlefield Three, the way that was done. Three different things, oh, I was... three different retailers. Nope, I wasn't happy. So, well, here here's the funny thing is if Capcom. If Capcom does it right, they'll make you pre-order to get one. You know, you go somewhere, you pre-order, you get one map. And then day one DLC is the other two maps. And you can't play with your friends at all on any of the maps unless they all have the same DLC downloaded on the game. (laughs) And that that day one DLC will be on the disc. Of course it would be. (laughs) Yep. So... 
I want to see some rich person like buy four copies of the premium edition of Resident Evil Six. Have you guys heard about that? No. The thousand dollar version of the game. Yeah, I you heard, get I heard about a replica that. of Leon's jacket and four tablet case covers, and the game. That's silly. It's a leather jacket. <laughs> it's still silly. <laughs> Who can't use a leather jacket? Besides myself. <laughs> I was going to say, everybody in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can only get in small, medium, large, and extra large. So if you're a 2X or 3X, you're out of here. What, what are you trying to say? I, I'm i just saying, yeah, for in general. You hear what he's saying, he saying Bron? I'm a 2X. <laughs> I'm a 2X. Just like, can't get it, you're out of here. Yeah. Uh, keep my money. <laughs> you can frame it if you really want it. There you go. All right. And uh, it was actually Nam- Namco Bandai I was thinking of that charges you for all the little airplane skins. It's just paint on a, on a plane you already have, but they charge you like two bucks per paint job or something. <laughs> what was the What was the latest uproar? With D- day one DLC or DLC being on the disc and getting unlocked or something like that. Uh, Gears, Gears War 3 had it, didn't they? Well, they had it in the first one. That's not the latest one. Uh, Mass Effect 3? That wasn't on the disc. Wasn't, yeah, I don't know if that was on the disc. Yeah, I was, was a little upset too- just for the day one DLC where I had to pay $10 for something that I thought... You know, if you didn't get that character and you didn't get that storyline, I don't understand how the game played out. Then, it, to me, it seemed like that was you it had to too, have that. It, too important. Yeah, it's like you. If you played the game without that, how did you even understand? I mean, what the, what the device is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like it, it seems like you missed out on such a major portion of the game. That they charge you for that, so I think that's be the next thing is they're going to charge you for the ending, you know. To complete the game, please deposit ten dollars, you know. Yeah. So. I forget. I forget what it was that they were talking about. I heard it on some other show. Oh, it was some man. I can't remember what it is. It was a lawsuit. Somebody went to the Better Business Bureau. Oh, and filed and filed something saying that, you know, what they had on the disc or something like that. And, you know, with a better business bureau, you have so many days to respond. And their response was, hey, you know, we we have the right to you know do whatever. I can't remember what it was. Do you know? I'm looking it up because that was not that. Uh, I think it's Capcom because here. Capcom report Capcom sees no distinction between on disc and off disc DLC. Um, consumers are particularly riled by Street Fighter 10 Tekken. Yes, that's it. Downloadable content cross directly Tekken. on Cross Tekken. Yeah. Cross Tekken. Oh. Yeah, because what it is is like they have all the characters and everything on the disc, and it's DLC to unlock the characters. And they're saying they don't see the difference between on. On and off disc. For one, DLC. What does DLC stand for? Downloadable content. All right. So how about just add-ons or something like that? Then they won't have this problem. But to me, to me, I think there's a big distinction between on and off. You know, 
I think there is a distinction, but my thing like with Gears of War is they have a release date. They finished, they, they pushed the release date. Remember when Gears, they pushed it? Right. Mm -hmm. And then they finished early and they wanted to do, they wanted to do some, you know, fine tuning or whatnot. Well, during that time that they pushed it, they were still working on what they planned to have as DLC. Like it's in, it's on paper. Like here's the game, here's the DLC we'll put out on this month and this month and this month, so on and so forth. You know, they pushed the game, they got done early, they started working on their DLC. Hey, if they can put that on the disc, just put it on the disc. I mean, it's just a deliverable, it's the way that the media, it's, you know, just a way to deliver the, the content to the user, to the gamer. Um, I don't think in Gears of War's instance, like, just because they finished early and they finished that part of DLC, DLC to put on the disc, that they should wrap it in the 60 bucks. And I think all of us here have stated that, hey, I believe what you got for 60 bucks from Gears of War 3 was definitely worth 60 bucks. Um, and I got the season pass. I mean, can you imagine, you know, the roadmap for a season for things that have season pass? Like, take Call of Duty, for instance, you know. They're building all their DLC. Can you imagine if the first three months were on the disc? Well, you know what? They had a plan ahead because they got to release content every single month for nine months or something like that. But um, okay, but Braun, now you're you're arguing the other way. You were just against it. Now you're for it. No, no, no I'm saying I'm saying I see a, I see a difference. Now what Capcom has done is not right. They built an entire game out and then. What they're saying is they locked people out of content and say, oh, if you want this, you have to pay for it. You have to pay more for it. Which, to me, that is completely different than people actually planning, actually having some extra time to work on DLC early before their game releases, and they just put it on the disc. You know but what, what I mean? If, but what if they plan to lock you out to make you pay it as... They planned it. <laughs> uh, the, the way the way I read the way I read and the way I was listening to people talk about this, it's it's not like one or two characters. It's like multiple characters, like a crazy amount. I don't know. It's Capcom, like I said. <laughs> They're so the a bad business, company. The Better Business Bureau sided with the customers, right? I don't know. I thought, um, let's see, Capcom has closed 10 complaints with the Better Business Bureau over the last 12 months, six of those since March 27th regarding the Street Fighter, whatever, X Tekken, whatever it was. Yeah, Cross Tekken. Huh. I thought I read that. Does I thought I read that the Better Business Bureau actually kind of sided with them, but with the consumer, but I don't know. So, I guess that I mean it also depends kind of what's on the box. Like, what do the people read? What do they think they're getting for their money? I mean, if you have on the back of the box a character that you have locked, <laughs> you're when you're buying that game, you're expecting to have that character at that point in time. I would say if it's on the box, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get there, it's like, oh no, you know, pay more money if you want this character. <laughs> That'd be kind of aggravating. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sidetrack. But that's all we have. I don't think we have any. Oh, I think I think we have one more piece of business. Okay. <laughs> unless he's unless he's unless he's gone. 
I haven't heard from him in a while. Hey, Rob. <laughs> Are you talking about me? I'm talking about you. <laughs> you got, yeah, any, you got yeah. any more news to share with us? Or oh, yep, got a little bit of a little bit of a teaser. Uh, at least for this show over here, we'll do a let's do a full fledged announcement uh, next week. So the teaser is let's let's just make it nice and simple www.thisboardgamelife.com. Enough said. Rob's pregnant. <laughs> and I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm expecting. <laughs> cool. Right. I'll come back next week then. Tune in next week for the full deets on that. Absolutely. So, so check it. All right. Was it .net or .com? Com. Dot com. <laughs> Speaking of dot com, and if you don't want to wait, then then follow his little teaser, and you'll know more. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, well, I do believe that is all now. I think that is. We so, didn't have no questions, did we? Nope, not this week. Nobody loves us. No emails. No forum posts. Uh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait. Oh, am I looking we... at the wrong thing? Oh, no, unless we just recently got one. Uh, no, I think I'm looking at the wrong thing. You're okay. looking at the wrong thing. Well? Yep, nothing there. All right. You can head over to thisxboxlife.com where you could subscribe or contact us in multiple ways, including Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google Voicemail, which uh, I will give out that number. It's a two two four six nine eight Xbox, which is nine two six nine. But email us, Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us feedback, Zoom, uh, YouTube channel, uh, Zazzle dot com slash this Xbox Life. I think that I covered them all. This board game life dot com, dot com. To hear, you know, the Achievement Hounds. But I think that's it. Thank you, Dark Eye Defender, for hanging out with us and sharing PAX information. Thanks for having me, and thanks, listeners, for making it through that. <laughs> you did fine. So, but I'm Brun, BJ Swick 33 I'm Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. Take it off. Number. No. I'm Rob, also known as Pre-Star. Catch y'all later. Um, Doc, I'll defend here. See you later.